Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today is going to be a fun episode talking about the new Kuyu pattern, the Velo pattern. I've got Brendan Burns, the chief hunting officer at Kuyu, and Justin Schaefer, the guide and outfitter director at Kuyu. Guys, how you doing? Doing well. How you doing today, Jay? Doing good, Jay. Good morning. It's going to be great to have both of you here to talk about Velo. Before we get into that and the launch of Velo, um, I'd like to just kind of talk to both of you and catch up on what you have been doing uh, over the last couple months. Um, Brendan, I'll start with you. How, how you been doing over the last couple months? What, have you been, out to, been able to get out and get on some hunts? What's been going on? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're kind of, you know, I've been in the same place everybody else has. We were shelter in place with the COVID deal for a long time. It's, it's definitely loosening up here and um, I think probably like everybody, I just tried to not get fat staying indoors, and not, you know, I've been working out a bunch and then, uh, spring bear opened up here and I was able to get out a few times with my, uh, with my little guy, Lucas. And we, uh, we were able to kill a bear the other night, which was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, just trying to, you know, probably like everybody's been doing, just trying to get ready for this thing's going to come, you know, everything's going to get opened up hopefully sooner than later and and uh you know pr- planning for the fall you know hoping to what we're going to be able to do and uh just just trying to stay positive and uh get ready to get ready to get out and get after it you know like right like sure. just about everybody's thinking for sure um what were the bears doing out there when you and lucas were they really moving around was it you know pretty visible on those hillsides or yeah we had a pretty good spring we saw 15 bears um we saw uh, three sows or four styles with two cubs a piece, which was kind of cool. And, you know, like it was, it was really good. You know, my, my son, he's seven and a half now. And, um, you know, being a lot of bears was pretty cool. I mean, one night we saw 11 bears, um, in about two and a half hours, which was really, which is about as good as you can ask when you're hunting with a seven year old. And, um, I killed it. just a, just a decent bear. It's just a, just a, just a decent boar, nothing gigantic. But, uh, when, when you've passed, uh, I wouldn't say passed on the sows with cows, but when you see that many bears, uh, Lucas got, was getting pretty anxious to get one on the ground. Um, he, he, the patience uh, is, is definitely a virtue that's that, that's going to come later in life for him. So that was just a lot of fun and, and just see him, you know, get so excited when we, we were able to shot one at 280 yards, just a, just a nice uh, cinnamon colored bear. It was, it was pretty fun. So that was good. They were, they were down low. Um, it greened up really down. It greened up pretty early. They were just down eating grass like they normally are. Caught one travel in here and there, but uh, they were just out moving around. So just, just being spring bears, you know, they, it's, it's hard to pinpoint what they're doing. You know, it's always fun um, seeing the youth, uh, but you know, with Lucas, you know, he's just head over heels for hunting and it's it's so cool to see the passion that he has and the excitement that he has and it seems like he's always out in the backyard with his bow and arrow you know trying to shoot something and uh, it's just neat to see that, that you know how you've passed that down and i look forward to seeing how he blossoms as a hunter and and as a human being he's a great little kid um justin yeah, you've been uh you've been doing some traveling you, i know you got a desert sheep uh, tell us about that and and uh, some bear hunting as of as of late yeah it's been a super busy year for me once uh show season wrapped up um i was lucky enough to head out to west texas and uh got to chase odd dad shot a, a great big huge 34 and a half inch ram down there and then uh went down to sonora mexico and was able to hunt uh hunt desert sheep uh for the first time and uh just a, a truly amazing epic experience just you know the whole uh area and getting to hunt sheep is always you know 
the top shelf. But and then uh, transitioned to spring bears here in Alaska and just finished up a brown bear hunt um, on the peninsula. Was able to take a, a nice boar down there and then uh, transitioned into spring baited bear here. So kept really busy even with the lockdown and everything going on. Had a few chances to get out. The peninsula, um, for those that don't know, um, Justin, uh, Alaska was shut down, was it not, for non-residents, but being a resident, you were able to still get out. Talk a little bit about how that all of that went down and and uh, the process that the Alaska Game and Fish had to go through. Yeah, originally, so the state shut the entire season down for both residents and, then, and non-residents, um, and then kind of reevaluated the situation and opened up uh, resident spring bear hunting. Uh, there were still a lot of restrictions in place with the hunker down orders um, and then interstate travel ban restrictions. So it took a lot of planning and coordination to get around um, and stay legal with what the restrictions were. So we ended up flying um, private aircraft into a private airstrip to avoid, um, you know, breaking any of those regulations that were set in place by the governor. So flew down, uh, got up by a buddy, flown into the field, and then uh, same thing on the way out. Being an Alaska resident, you know, is hunting bears uh, something that you try and do every single year? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, just being able to take advantage of that uh, up here, having that spring bear season, being able to chase black bears and chase grizzlies, it's, it's definitely penciled into the calendar every year uh, to do it. You know, there's, there's lots of options as well as, you know, whether you're hunting mountainsides, trying to catch some greening up on the grass or coastal um, or overnight, we've got lots of bear action <clears throat> and opportunities. And it's definitely always something that we're looking forward to doing. You know, it's just perfect uh, jumping into after a long winter and a long show season. Yeah, for sure. And and Justin, for the, the people that don't know you uh, as well as they know Brendan from being on the podcast, um, you're the guide and outfitter director there at Kuyu a role in which Brendan, you took over from Brendan. Um, talk a little bit about your role there as the guide and outfitter director at Kuyu and kind of what your, uh, you know, daily routine is with that position. Yeah, so um, I was hired into Kuyu by Brendan um, a little over a year ago, and uh, I managed the guide and outfitter program. And basically what I am is uh, kind of like the go-between between all the guide and outfitters that represent uh, Kuyu and the company uh, do a lot of research and development and uh, product development and testing with those guys and outfitters, um, you know, getting the feedback that they have from the field as those pros in the field, getting that back to the company and then trying to um, continue the innovation process, whether we improve what we've already done or putting new gear out that fills those niches and gaps that uh, we may have that that helps them to be successful in the field. That's kind of the, the short version of what I do. One of the things about Justin, too, is, uh, you know, Justin is, is a guide up in Alaska as well for a long time. He's, he's highly experienced. And uh, I think uh, he kind of skipped over the desert sheep thing there pretty quick. But uh, that was uh, that was that was Justin's three quarter slam ram. He's just lacks a, uh, a stone sheep now. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool how he uh, how he ended up getting that that tag I'll, I'll tell the story because i know he won't but uh <laughs> J- justin uh he there was a uh auction online and it kind of stalled out and uh justin got got a heck of a deal on adult on a on a desert sheep um on an online auction and 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 took took a pretty big chance and 
on a, on a substantial chunk of money, but, a, but a really good deal to, uh, to get, to go desert sheep hunting. So his, uh, his hustles was, uh, was, was pretty strong on the desert sheep. So it's pretty, pretty cool cow for him to see him, uh, you know, one step close to finishing his grand slam. Well, it's, it's one thing coming from you, Brendan, you know, the Ram hustle. <laughs> Um, but you know that's that's something that that needs to be said. I mean, you guys both. I mean, let's face it, you guys are are working guys, and and it's you know one of the things that you know you hear sometimes about sheep hunters. It's like oh, it's for the rich guys, and it's like you know here's two guys right here that you know do well uh, and and have good jobs and what have you. But um, you know, dang sure are just out there working and like everybody else. But you know, um, Justin, kudos to you for you know putting the putting the sneak on that auction and and getting it and you know paying the money and ponying up and and doing it i mean and it's not like you know it's just something you flip on your credit card i mean that's hard-earned money that that you uh had put a set aside for that hunt and congratulations and um that's a heck of an accomplishment to have a three-quarter slam so you know i know you've hunted all over the world but i know sheep are super super dear to you um talk a little bit about you know getting that third sheep and you know knowing that you're just one away yeah no for me um you know just the the entire experience from start to finish was just epic um everything that the outfitter said it was um you know came to fruition um lots of sheep uh beautiful scenery um i had uh one of our cameraman matt Forsyth down there who's just a, a stud of a kid he was able to capture the entire hunt on film for us so you know something that can can be relived over and over but like you said uh for me sheep are just you know the, the top tier the pinnacle of of hunting for me and being able to uh go on a hunt you know growing up as a kid in colorado that you know i never thought i'd see happen you know to be able to to make that all transpire and in the end leave with a good ram it's just you know one of the highest the highs uh through all the hunts that i've been like you said i've been able to hunt all over the, the world but to be able to hunt sheep and especially desert sheep and be one step closer to the slam it's it's just an amazing experience something that's you know super humbling and and super proud of yeah and uh you, you talk about like average guy you know justin moved to uh alaska to hunt basically i mean he was in the military but you know yep. really the, the appeal was to move to alaska to hunt I, I, you know, every time it comes up that sheep hunts a rich guy thing, it's like, it's not, it's a priority thing. At the end of the day, anything you want to do is if it's a huge priority to you, it's something that you really want to do, you can make it happen. And, uh, you know, Justin desert sheep is a, is a classic example. Been, you know, doing taxidermy on the side and, and, uh, saving his, saving shekels, <laughs> yeah. saving shekels yeah, for a long time to, 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 to go knock that out. It was, uh, it's, it was just really cool to see. And, yeah, it was pretty yeah, awesome. The, the pennies away for a long time for that one. It had it uh, just having that money in the bank and then the opportunity, it just the timing was perfect and had it all come together. Like Brendan said, it's it's a priority. You know, I've got no other hobbies, no other interests. All my time, money and effort goes to hunting and, and planning what that next hunt is and then trying to be able to do those bigger bigger hunts that, you know, we all dream about as kids growing up. Well, it's, you know, knowing you like I do and knowing the passion that you have for hunting, I, Kuyu has a true asset, um, you know, in their guide and outfitter director there. I mean, you, it's, it couldn't be a better position for you because you understand, uh, you know, the hunting side of it, but you also under, understand the outfitting side of it. And so yep. to be the director uh, of the guide and outfitter program, I mean, you couldn't, couldn't have picked a better person. Uh, Brendan, no, I so appreciate that, Jay. Off, Thank you. Hats off to uh, Kuyu for that. 
Um, yeah, Brendan's recruiting skills are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's dive into the Velo. Uh, I know we just announced, uh, Kuyu just announced the release of Velo, and um, I'll kind of open it up here for uh, you know how Velo. Why, first of all, Kuyu added Velo. So. Um, first of all, I want to say, yeah, we just launched Velo yesterday and, uh, it, I, I want to say thank you to all our customers. I mean, it has been an incredible launch. Um, you know, you, 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 you develop something and it took a massive team effort from the entire company. I mean, literally everybody was working till midnight two to two nights ago to make sure everything went clean. We have a tremendous team at Kuyu that, 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 you know, this, this was a, you know, we, we get to see the fun side of the project with the development of the pattern and, you know, testing the gear and all that stuff, but there's a lot that goes into it. So that's off to everything. And then, and then all the customer response has been just incredible. So I just want to thank everybody, but um, yeah, it's an interesting project in the fact that it, it came about the same way we do anything. Um, we went about it to solve a problem. You know, it's one of those, one of those things we didn't, you know, Kuyu is not a camel company. I wouldn't, I wouldn't clarify, I wouldn't quantify us as a, as a camel company. We're a technical apparel company. A camouflage is one aspect of, you know, our skin to skin to shell layering system. Um, but it's not the number one thing. It's not the, it's just a part of the entire system. So we didn't go about it to like, Hey, we need a third pattern. Like, Oh, we just need to add something in, um, over the years, you know, this is our third pattern bias in 2010 and, you know, Verde has come along, um, from t- 2012, basically through 16, some different iterations, but, um, we came, it came about from, from really like everything does customer feedback, customer requests, guides, outfitters, our own personal experience going like, ah, oh, we, we, you know, there, there's something missing. Um, and <clears throat> we basically went about, you know, like what is the missing pattern in our, in our system? You know, like what, what is, if there is something lacking, how can we figure that out? Um, we started, it's, it's been a multi-year process of just, first of all, compiling, you know, what, the, what the wish list would be, what you're trying to, and again, when you talk about trying to solve a problem, um, that, that's how we went about it. And, and, and the, the, the theme forever was that like, oh, you know, I'd like a pattern, you know, I need something that's a little bit lighter, a little more subtle, a little less contrast that blends in when you're, you know, with the lack of cover. And that, that was really kind of the theme of it. Like, how do we make a pattern that's going to blend in everywhere from, I mean, Justin's a classic example. He's hunted with Velo this year as much as anybody um, from the Sonora desert to the Alaska peninsula. And, and, you know, there are certain times when a lighter pattern with less contrast, I mean, bias and verde are both, are both high contrast colors is designed to break up the human form um, through contrast. Um, obviously verde is, you know, green, early new growth, um timber stuff like that bias when when you i mean jay you've been in in the chugach wearing bias uh, like in in the boulders talus and scree and you know and ended up in the northwest territories like that stuff absolutely disappears in the in the in the places that it was designed for originally that that jason Harrison designed it and so this this pattern came about from filling in a different <clears throat> a, a different niche um that our customers are requesting and everybody requests even 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 you i mean jay we've talked a lot about the pattern as it's being formed and it's like that lighter less contrast those places where that you know like how can you disappear where you lack where you lack cover you know right and that's that's where it came about brendan would you say that this is more for an a western u.s type you know a lot of the op- more open country is that i mean was that in the back of the of your minds when you guys were designing this 
Yeah, well, one thing I say is the podcast. A podcast, obviously, the audio version is is not the best medium to <laughs> to to bring out a camouflage. Obviously, um, so if anybody wants to see the new pattern, you know, go to the website. We have a full all the all the new stuff is up on kuyu.com, and you can go look at the pattern. This will probably make more sense what we're talking about. Um, it it wasn't. We didn't set out to the, the specific goals were like you know low contrast, very subtle. Uh, and different than our current patterns. I mean, addition by addition, we wanted to add something. This was the missing, we felt like the missing third piece to our camouflage, you know, concealment puzzle at, at Kuyu. So we, uh, we wanted to, you know, obviously to enhance and, and complement what we, what we currently have. This wasn't a, hey, we need a, a new pattern to get rid of another pattern. It's like, no, this is, this is, this is a, something that I personally need. Justin personally need a lot, a lot of the people that we got feedback, like, oh, we kind of could use one more, you know, there's, there's these lighter, um, very tonal, especially with, you know, mixes with light very well. Um, just, just kind of the missing third pattern. So, um, yeah, it's an addition, not taken away from anything else or replacement for any of the other patterns. It's an addition to the line. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess, I guess we look at it like it's kind of data chunking, you know, when, when there was a lot of people involved in the development of this pattern that didn't even know it. When you, you, when you go out and you start, you start going and asking guys that, you know, um, like yourself or like, you know, Alan Bullet, like all these guys that we talk to and, the, you know, rather than show them a picture and go like, oh, what are you looking for pattern wise? Well, you, you, you ask and you find out like, oh, I'm looking for this and this. And you start looking at these different landscapes and habitats and kind of what like oh, I'd like it, you know, and, and the one theme that came up a lot was like l- less contrast, you know, little little more subtle, little less contrast. And when you see Velo, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about is that it doesn't have the the real dark contrast lines. Um, we stuck to the absolute, the same principles as we design bias and verde. I mean, that's like, we, we truly believe in a, a macro breakup pattern to, to break up your outline and with micro detail. And so that, that was the theme that we stuck with in the design process of, of Velo. Um, but we added a, a lot more subtle colors and it doesn't have the dark contrast, like, like some of the other, stuff or, or or that you see in the industry there's a lot of stuff that really gets dark at a distance and this this was just targeted to for lighter terrain and, and again it's a really hard thing to disappear um in in terrain that lacks cover in the development i think process brendan i mean was it a function where you know you just kept picking at it and kind of putting it together and kind of, no, that doesn't look exactly right. And, and one of those things, or was it when the initial concept hit, it was like, yeah, this is, I mean, how much tweaking in the development process was there once the pattern kind of got on paper, if you will, you know, I, I assume on the digital screen and, and you started kind of piecing it together. Well, yeah, we've got a full team there. Um, uh, the development team that was working on this. And I would, I would say, um, it took a long time to get close and it took a short time to, to turn into the pattern that it is. Um, and, and it's just, just through feedback. And like I said, it's data chunking. When you take a guy that says, uh, you know, I'm looking for something that disappears in this kind of landscape and shows you a picture, or you, you discuss it. And then, and then like stuff that I'm personally looking at, like early season elk and antelope in Montana, when you're, you know, like when it's really the, the, the dead grass is burned or later season when the leaves are off and everything's, you know, died and gone dead or, or like we're just, was just hunting on the peninsula. When you see the pictures of Velo on the peninsula, you're like, wow, that's incredible. Or when you look at him, you know, glassing in Sonora or, you know, like, and you started, you, you start piecing these, these pieces together of different, different areas where it's going to work. Everybody's got a place in mind where, where the, they want a pattern to work. 
And if you can get it to where it works, you, you know, universally across, like it's a, it's, it's a super diverse pattern. I mean, like I said, look, look at where Justin just hunted. You take it from, you know, Sonora all the way to the peninsula and it works everywhere in between and East. And there, there's a lot of um, places that we weren't targeting that this pattern just absolutely crushes it at, you know, I mean, like I've got yesterday, I got tons of, you know, guys from out East are like, man, that's going to be incredible. And CRP, I mean, a guy from Kansas texted me yesterday and, and, you know, you, you guys in California, you know, Jake Franklin was involved in the development and, you know, the stuff he does in Southern California and, and you know, guys, in, you know, Kevin in Utah is like, oh, man, it's going to crush it here. We just got some pictures from Alan Bowling yesterday. It's just like, wow, it's it's just it's it's very diverse and, and it'll go all across a lot of different a lot of different landscapes. Yeah, I mean, well, what's crazy, too, is it looks just as good in a tree as it does on the ground. It's amazing to look at the pattern and you don't think of it as a, a tree stand eastern whitetail type pattern and then you throw it up in the trees and it just absolutely blends and disappears super super versatile yeah, yeah it's nice I, when uh it's it's nice when a pattern has as a lot of crossover appeal i mean like for you know like justin you know like he says like out east or crp or or you know eastern montana with with antelope or, or an elk early season burned out you know like spring bear i mean i was just using it the other day spring bear hunting it's just incredible how it disappears so you know, when you when you go through that and you can start seeing that it's gonna it's gonna go across a lot of different landscapes. I got a bunch of texts from guys yesterday, big duck hunters that are like, Oh, it's gonna be incredible for that. Like, well that wasn't Yeah, the waterfowl hunters are excited. We're we're obviously a mountain hunting company. That that wasn't the goal. It's obviously an, an incredible thing when it comes about that like oh, you hit it out of the park and this pattern is gonna work all over the place. I, I guarantee if you go to QU.com and you look at that pattern and see all the diverse places that we've taken photos of it, where it's been hunted with, where it's been tested, you know, like you, there will be a place in mind where you're like, oh, I can add that in. Like that's, that's great. And there, and there's some times when, you know, like one of the questions we get a lot of is, you know, like, Oh, does it eliminate bias? Absolutely not. I mean, there's, there's, there's times like when I'm sheep hunting up Alaska or, or there's a lot of places where bias is going to be a superior pattern, you know, heavy shadowing, a lot of contrast, very light on the underside. And then very obviously, I mean, you're talking brand new growth, green, wet environments, you know, rainforest type stuff, deep timber, all that stuff. Like there, there was a reason for each one of these patterns. It's not, um, not because, you know, we're chasing the sales thing. Like, I mean, I, this is the third pattern in 10 years. We're, we're, we're not, we, we haven't been really quick to do anything as far as camouflage unless it actually added to the brand. I can already think of, you know, specifically like coos deer, southern Arizona, uh, oh, yeah. and Sonora. I think it's going to be an awesome pattern for that. And then a lot of my desert sheep hunting, I think it would be a really good pattern for that. And then, you know, the mule deer and, and elk over at the Ot6 Ranch, you know, you've got a lot of that. Um, at that, the time of year when we're over there, the grass has already kind of turned that yellow because you've had those first frosts in September. And um, I, I think it's going to be a great pattern for over there in, in southern Colorado. So uh, I'm excited uh, for sure to get it out. Uh, from a, from a per pattern itself, Brendan, uh, the whole Kuyu line, all of the technical gear will be uh, available in Velo, correct? Yeah, and, and we've had a lot of questions about that. Like within the next four to six weeks, um, everything's coming in. Um, anything that's not there, there it, it, should, it says right on the site when it's coming in. Bail. Like it's it's obviously with the COVID situation, there's some stuff that didn't hasn't been you know finished come through. Like we're 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 working through everything, but it, it should all be available very quickly. And um, yeah, we we have a great. I, I wish I had the exact details right now on on exactly how many products, but th this isn't. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't targeted at at 
okay, we're going to do these pieces for this particular time of year or something like that. Like this is across the board. Velo has added in and every single thing we've got. Um, that's, that's how it came in. Like we, it had to be complement our skin to shell system, everything. I mean, we didn't look at it like, Oh, it's great for late, late season habitat or anything. No, that's absolutely not. Like we, it's going to be throughout the line, just like we did with Verde, just like we did initially with Vias. With everything going on with the COVID situation, Brendan, um, with the launch, uh, you know, from a company standpoint, launching Velo, uh, obviously presenting challenges worldwide that all companies are faced with and going through, um, you know, as far as the launch date, was there any, you know, did was the launch held off or anything like that? Or was it, you know, just, you know, standard practice and we're just going to keep doing our thing and and you know, how did that all unfold? Yeah, yeah it, uh, we actually kind of didn't miss a beat, which is pretty amazing. I mean, obviously, the, the, with the shelter in place, uh, nobody's been in our office in six weeks. I mean, for the, the, the entire team to come together and get this thing out the door. I mean, like, we, we you know, Justin and I, like I said, we only see the cool stuff. Um, the product, the development side of it and, and all that. But I mean, the, the, whether it's it, I mean, all these, all these people at the company have been working remotely for the last, you know, basically two months, let's call it two months or whatever it's been. Um, so it's pretty incredible how it came about and everything's kind of went off without a hitch. I mean, you know, that's what, that's why you have a, a tremendous team when you get, you know, making sure the product's showing on, making sure that's all ordered, right? Like that the, there's, there's so many, uh, there's so much that goes into Kuyu that's, that's, you know again that's not hunting related that's just people kicking ass at their jobs um which is which is really cool but yeah it's it's kind of went off without a hitch which is which is pretty incredible i mean they they, the warehouse was has been shipping all the way through this they've put in you know obviously a ton of safety protocols so that nobody got nobody got uh sick or all that stuff and yeah it's been been pretty impressive that it's uh kind of went off without a without a hitch and you know and it's just a testament to people just stepping up and 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 staying later and actually focusing at home and, and, you know, getting after it. So it's been, it's been really cool. And, and obviously, you know, the customer response has been incredible. Uh, we, we have the best customers in the world period. And, um, and it's, and, you know, again, like everything we do, we went about it as like, we want to solve the problems that our customers face. So the response is, uh, is, you know, has come about because, you know, and again, like this has been years and years of people walking up at the booth and, you know, the guys we hunt with and everything else going like, oh, man, you know, have you thought about a different pattern? I mean, if I had a dollar for every time somebody's asked me about a new pattern or, or given an idea, um, it, it'd be, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been needed and, and it's really exciting to see the come to fruition. How important is that customer feedback? I know Jason used to talk about it a lot and, um, you know, being able to transition from listening to your customers to, um, you know, executing very quickly compared to a lot of other companies getting uh, customer ideas and their feedback into the field. Uh, talk about that as far as Kuyu and and how you guys do that. Uh, it's incredibly important. I mean, it's, it always has been. I mean, like we, I, you know, we say, I say customers. I mean, you're talking, you know, guides, the guys that we deal with. Some, you know, guys up north, guys down south, like the guides, customers, everybody. Like, you know, we, we have some of the most some of our customers are some of the most accomplished hunters in the world. And, 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 you know, and, and so they, they, they love to be involved and to interact and to give the feedback and go, Hey, here's what I saw. And, you know, like, I mean, the direct connection to the customer is, is the core at Kuyu. I mean, it's, it's what separates us from, we don't rely on anybody else to sell our product or to interact with our customer. And they, they like everybody that, you know, is a Kuyu customer, they, they call up, they generally have their guy in cut co- or their person in customer service that, 
takes care of them and they're and they're loyal to their person and customer service and they're and they're loyal you know like guys like justin they like there's guys that will not order unless they call up justin same thing i still have lots of guys you know so that's it's it's a huge part of the brand and we, we i feel like we get better feedback as well you know one of the one of the things about the development process in this is <clears throat> it was pretty interesting is like the secrecy behind doing one of these is that you know it takes a long time to get right so we've kept it you know it's got to be a secret it's a business secret obviously um, there were a lot of guys involved, a lot of people involved in, in the development of this pattern that didn't necessarily know it. You know, like we, we'd reach out between, you know, Sean, Whitteman, uh, Justin, all, all the guys. Like when we're talking to guys, like like I said, it's like data chunking. You, you, you're, you're reaching out to guys like yourself and going like, I didn't necessarily, hey, I'm going to get your feedback because we're working on a new pattern. It's like, hey, what are you looking for in a camo or you know, what, 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 what is, what is lacking, do you think? And so it's like all these, you know, when the theme kind of comes together and everybody's kind of saying the same thing, it's like, oh yeah, this works awesome here. But, you know, there's times when this, you know, I'd like it to be a little bit lighter. I'd like it to be more subtle. I, I want less contrast. I want it a little more green, you know, like you start and, and, and those things start aligning. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It comes together because there's, there's a lot more people that were involved in the development of this than they would actually know, you know, it's like, yeah, I didn't, they didn't sit down and go, Oh yeah. Um, let's change this on the camel on the actual pattern itself, but they were consulted, you know, it's like, and it's important to get that feedback. That's honest feedback from people that are actually using it. So that was one really cool thing. And like I said, it's a secrecy thing. So, uh, you know, it, it took a long time, but like all that stuff was noted and, and that's how it came about. It wasn't like, Hey, a guy at the company just goes, sits down and draws a pattern and says, Hey, this is, you know, this is what we're coming out with. It's not that it's, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, feedback from, you know, guys like yourself and, and, and our, our best, you know, people that reach out and, you know, like, Hey, we'd want to add this in. Yeah, for sure. It's that's, that's fantastic. Um, Brendan, on a, on a side note, I just want to, uh, I saw something, not to change the subject, but I just, I saw something about lambs have actually been hitting the ground on Antelope Island on the, some of the sheep that had been transplanted. Yeah, yeah, the Conservation Direct Project, yep, yeah, we did the um, sheep transplant in, in, uh, in February there, and uh, yeah, the, um, so we moved 25 sheep to Antelope Island, and uh, yeah, there's, there's, I think, 14 of them were 14 of the 20 ewes were pregnant there was a couple lambs and a couple that were open but uh yeah we had some some little lambs born from uh from the transplant stock which is pretty cool i think there's about 43 sheep on antelope island now we brought in 25 so it's pretty uh been pretty awesome to see that so that was a really uh really cool moment to to jace taylor who was obviously super jace taylor and travis jensen were super instrumental in, in putting this together uh, with us and uh when he texts and said hey check this out and you know like brand new born lamb it's like wow yeah that footage was absolutely incredible to see just to see it come full circle and just inspiring to see the, the work put in to, to come at all see it all come together like that it was pretty amazing yeah that really it really feels like you made a difference you know like to, to oh absolutely to see that yeah so it was pretty cool really cool um you know brendan i know vias and verde uh, you know, are pretty much a 50-50. I mean, I know the question's been asked, you know, what sells more? Um, so now we have a third pattern. In your mind, any predictions as far as, you know, Velo, do you think Velo will supersede both of the other patterns and become, you know, the the single most, uh, you know, versatile pattern with, with Kuyu? Or do you think it's too early to maybe even create a prediction? I 
I, I don't, I don't think like that. I mean, like for me, it's like when we, when we went about this, it's like, what, what do I also need? I mean, this was addition by addition. Like I said, like there, there are times, like, I think you need them all. Um, there are times in my hunting year where I'm going to need Velo and there's times where I'm still going to use Fias. Absolutely. is going to be the, the superior pattern and, 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 and same with Verde. Like, I mean, the springtime, you know, green up. Like, so I, I think they complement each other. We didn't go out to set out like, yeah, we're going to create a do all pattern. That's going to eliminate our other patterns. We, we, we went in to fill a gap that was missing in, in what we saw in our, in our system. So I, 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 I think it's going to be one third, one third, one third. I'm not, you know, I'm, <laughs> it's funny. I, I don't think Justin or I would, would like, that doesn't really come up in the meetings. Like uh, how, how much is it going to sell versus the others? Like, we really look at it like how is this going to solve the problem like what is the pattern that what's the missing piece to the puzzle that that we need well that's fantastic and that's why kuyu is kuyu and you know being able to fill those gaps and you know being able to round out and and make things uh you know where you see a void and get customer feedback i mean that's why kuyu has been as successful as it has uh because a lot of times you know we're Kuyu is just looking at trying to, you know, fill that niche of of the the hunter's feedback, you know, the customer feedback of that niche, and so I look forward to seeing, uh, you know, Velo and and seeing Velo, you know, unfold here. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I know a lot yeah. of Instagram messages I got uh, when I first posted <laughs> yesterday was, you know, some fantastic feedback. I'm looking forward to customers getting it in their hands. Yeah, and when you uh, like I said, I would encourage anybody to go look at uh, either to check out the email or or, or go look at it on the site. But it, it's it's a really really cool pattern. The fact that it definitely takes on different amounts of light. Um, the places that it's I mean, I I think anybody when they see it, they will go like, ah, I've got the perfect hunt for that, or I like I'm going to need that in in these in these locations. You know, like I said, my my full year of hunting, it fits in perfectly and some of the stuff where it was just like yeah that 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 is going to be a superior pattern in these type of habitats and landscapes so and you know i said the feedback which we didn't originally think of or 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 target like the feedback coming from you know guys in the midwest or uh, you know antelope hunters and you know down a guy texted me yesterday this big big arizona new mexico antelope guy he's like oh it's perfect for what we do like um yeah it's going to be it's super versatile i mean again we were trying to add add something that's going to going to solve a problem for for our customers with the with the best skin to shell you know technical apparel system on the planet and this is what we felt was was one one of the missing pieces and uh, we'll continue to drive um drive you know the innovation you know from 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 the company uh, you know fed by our you know the, the feedback from our customers awesome guys uh anything that you think we need to add about velo that i maybe i didn't cover or didn't ask no, it's uh, it's for sale right now. Like I like I said, you know, the podcast is not the best place to describe camouflage colors, and shading, and all website, that stuff. Like guys. Yeah, yeah. Go to the website and check it out. Um, love to hear the yeah, feedback. Look at all the pictures, see the different terrain it's in, see how it blends. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna send out some some I'll send some photos over to you and um, uh, to post. You know, I mean, like I said, you know, I sent them over this morning. I mean, when you see the difference between um, Justin and, and Sonora um on the peninsula i used it this I, I was fortunate to be able to take it with greg McHale. we went up and we're bison hunting in the yukon and the snow it's incredible in the snow um yeah i think you're gonna i think people are really gonna love it and 
yeah, we're, we're super proud of it. And, and like I said, it took an incredible team effort to, to get this thing out. And it was, you know, it's, it's a really cool thing. I mean, like we, we launched it in the middle of, you know, this is a classic example of could you just doing what could you does. I mean, like we launched this massive thing and right in the middle of probably the biggest chaotic Pandemic. time in our world and in, in, you know, in the last decade. So it's, uh, it was really cool to see the feedback and just, you know, reinforces the awesome customers we have. Awesome guys. Well, I, I look forward to uh, seeing the, the uh, feedback from customers and I know it's, it's going to be a great pattern. Uh, it's great having both of you on the podcast. I wish you guys uh, the best this summer and stay safe and healthy. And uh, we look forward to, you know, some of these late summer hunts and these fall hunts and, you know, getting the 2020 fall season uh, off and underway. Um, one question I'd have for both of you, you know, with Alaska and say with some of the Canada with a bunch of the summer sheep hunts coming up, um, what are you guys hearing or what do you think is going to happen uh, with some of those hunts? Uh, do you, any of you have any inside knowledge on that? Yeah, so I can speak on the Alaska side. Um, the state is in phase two of reopening now. Uh, a lot of the restrictions that were initially put in place have started to lift or at least uh, provisions put in place to get those lifted. Uh, and I, I'm super hopeful in, in that the fall season is going to kick off without a hitch. So I, I think things are going to go well here in Alaska. I'm not sure uh, with Canada and Mexico with the cross border there, whether or not, you know, what they're going to be able to do there. But here in Alaska is looking super positive to, to have a normal good fall season for residents and non-residents. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been talking with a lot of outfitters up north, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of people that are, you know, wondering what's going on. And I, I think everybody's kind of in the same place. They're just really, there's no reason to not stay positive. We're seeing, you know, positive change all the time. And, you know, right now, a lot of stuff up north is under quarantine. But um, I'm I'm hoping to go up north sheep hunting this 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 summer. Uh, I'm, I'm staying optimistic um, until I hear otherwise. Uh, Montana just opened up non-resident spring bear hunting. Idaho just did too. So things are opening up. Um, I think we're headed into phase two here with the quarantine stuff and, uh, people are going to be able to come hunt if they want to. And, you know, hopefully some of this tourism is going to take off and, and, you know, I mean, I said people can, you know, decide, you know, the amount of risk that they want to entail, but, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm remaining super optimistic on the stuff up North this summer. I, I mean, it'd be a sad day to not go sheep on up North, um, and have, have all those, you know, like there's a lot of great people up there that would definitely be negatively affected um if they if they weren't able to operate and so we're just um yeah just just staying positive and hopefully uh hopefully all that stuff's going to work out and 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 there's some really sensible plans that come in place to um i I don't think there's probably anything related to hunting that is uh that is safer than you you know as far as travel wise i mean you're talking two or three people at a time being in small groups I, i think uh i think i think i think uh smarter people will come to their senses and 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 it's going to work out well guys uh how about mexico what 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 are you doing i I mean you've been going to mexico right yeah so you know i did do we we killed 17 ghoul turkeys in mexico you know certainly we were scheduled to shoot uh you know close to 75 so you know we were cut back somewhat uh i think if the season you know if the prime season would have been a little later like now and even another couple weeks i think we probably could have done a lot more uh, because I think the initially, you know, everyone not wanting to travel and stuff early on and, you know, say March 
uh, and, and early April, a lot of that fear and, and what have you of not wanting to get out kind of shut those down. But yeah, we were able to conduct some hunts in Mexico. Uh, and I think, you know, our coos deer seasons and mule deer seasons uh, moving forward, you know, in most of December and January, I think they should be good. Uh, so we'll just see. We're kind of in a wait and see. But, yeah, I, I crossed the border uh, four or five different times uh, with clients and um, were able to shoot some turkeys. So that was good. So we just, uh, like anything, want to keep moving forward and uh, hoping for the best and uh, trying to do you know, keep, keep the safety measures in, in order and, and do the best we can as outfitters for sure. So, uh, guys, uh, to the podcast listeners out there, go check out kuyu.com. That's K-U-I-U.com. Uh, and go check out the new Velo pattern guys, uh, Justin and Brendan, uh, great. Always have you on the podcast. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, good. Have a, have a good spring and looking forward to seeing all your, uh, what you doing? All right, buddy. Sounds good. Justin, take care. Yep, we'll catch you later, buddy. Thanks, Jay. See you guys. Okay, yeah. bye. bye.